Welcome to Healthy Roots with Amethyst Health, where we're all about exploring the root cause of our disease, illness, conditions and symptoms, finding ways to support our body, mind and soul through these situations to live a healthier, happy life. My ethos is simple, health and happiness. Welcome to our conversation series. Welcome, I'm Margaret and today I have the greatest pleasure in speaking with Teresa Rock. Teresa lives on the west coast of Ireland with her two children and is the author and teacher of The Big Hearted Way. Teresa offers her audience spiritual and emotional guidance through a refreshing mix of personal stories and thought-provoking insights. In Teresa's book, she shares what she has learned on her own quest to find her way through anxiety, brain surgery and relationship breakdowns. She also brings you on your own journey of your soul recovery and discovery so that you can find a way to belong in your own life. The Big Hearted Way is a way of life that allows us to love and know who we are and in doing so we can truly love and know the people in our lives. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Good morning and welcome to Healthy Roots with Amethyst Health. We have the beautiful Teresa Rock with us this morning. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, Margaret, and thanks for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure and welcome to our podcast. And Teresa, would you like to share with our listeners who you are and a little bit about yourself and where you're from? Yeah, sure. So um, I am the author and teacher of... The Big Hearted Way, which is a journey to help people to find peace in their lives. And um, I would have started on this journey myself probably about probably about five, six years ago. Well, to be honest, probably before then, it was always something where I found that I always had this almost like there was there was always this longing for something more in life. And I didn't know what it was and I didn't know how to find my way with it. And this was my way of creating a way for myself. Okay, and what, what, how do you describe the Big Hearted Way, Teresa? So the Big Hearted Way, it's, it's a way of life, Margaret, where you're, you know, when, when feelings like anxiety come up or, or discontent come up, it's, it, it's finding a way to manage those emotions or those feelings so that they don't take over your life and so that you can find peace in your everyday life. Beautiful. And I'm, I, I'm, and I've looked at your book and it's amazing. And you have great, simple tools and techniques on how to do that because you've been through it yourself, haven't you, Teresa? Yeah. And, uh, and that's such a good point you make, Margaret, like the tools in it are so, so simple. And, you know, I would have, before I ever even considered writing that book, I would have done a lot of courses and read, you know, you know, yourself read so many books on this and, you know, in that whole area of self-help. And I found so much of it was always, you know, it was it was really about, you know, if, if you think positive, if you, you know, if you keep visualizing this, it will turn out a certain way. And, you know, what would have happened in my own life was I was doing all that and still nothing seemed to be lining up as in, you know, things would happen where I was really, really struggling or whether it was in relationships or, um, you know, with my health, there was a lot of issues going on. And no matter how much of that I did, 
I still couldn't find my own way. And um, with the big hearted way, the idea behind it is that it's it's very, very simple steps. You know, it's it's taking like I know it's something again that I mentioned with is taking the time to sit in solitude and to hear the knowing that you have within yourself. Which is beautiful to do, Teresa, but yeah. it's, it's showing us the way. And I think that's what the big hearted way is doing for us. It's showing us the way to do that. Because as you said, you were doing many things, um, being positive, putting it out there to the universe. Yeah. But there were still life challenges and they, they happened for a reason. And um, when they did, it made you go within even deeper. It did. And this is the thing, the very things that happened, you know, from from the brain surgery and from the relationship difficulties and and breakups, those very things that were so painful and so difficult are the things that made me grow. And they're the very things that I wanted to avoid because of the pain involved. But what I really am still learning is that when those painful, difficult times come up, and, you know, I want them to go away and 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 I want things to be easy again or or um, I guess, you know, flowing more easily. The times when I've grown the most and the places where I found the most peace is when I've chosen to sit with those really difficult feelings rather than trying to run away from them or numb them out with food or, you know, or I, I don't know, like um, watch Netflix or or, you know, there's all like we all have different ways that we numb out and avoid wanting you know avoid going to those places of growth yeah and and a lot of us do that Teresa and a lot of listeners and I think people look at me and you and the work we do and go oh they're fine but it's we are human and we still we still hit our challenges and I think that's what makes us who we are and makes us able to help others yeah and be it online shopping eating Netflix as you said Mm. or alcohol consumption or for some people it's smoking no matter what it is we're pushing down it's fine to enjoy those things but when we're over enjoying them or not even enjoying them anymore we're overindulging just to push the feelings yeah. down yeah and it's interesting you say that about like you know the fact that you and I are doing this type of work and people may assume that oh well then you know then they're fine that's often what happened myself when I would listen to or follow um those people who were um you could say experts in the area of you know self-development or so often I I I I always I always felt like I couldn't really connect to them. It always felt like almost they were up on a pedestal and I'm yeah. down here trying to get up to where they are. And very often the message was, you know, I've gone through this, you know, I've kind of gone from the rags to the riches. But what I've really learned now is, you know, we're all, we're all on the same journey and maybe we're a step, um, you know, you know, a step in a different direction to somebody else, but we're all on the same journey. And what I'm really realizing is until the day I die, I'll be on this journey. And there'll be days when it's easy. There'll be days when it's really, really tough. And right up until the end, it's going to be like that. Because for yeah, and yeah, sorry, go on. Not at all, Teresa. And it's that thing of when people realize we're all the same, no more than you looking at the gurus and the teachers yeah. that they were, we sit in circle, we're all equal, but we are all bringing something different to the table. Yeah. And I think when, even when our listeners listen to this, it's a thing of, we are equal to each other. We just have tools because we have gone through the process ourselves. And a lot of the time in our area, we may find people that they didn't go through the process. They wanted just to do it, to be able to teach it. Um, and they're amazing at what they do. But for me and for you, 
we're actually going through those challenges and that's what's brought us forward. And this is why we use the tools now. And sometimes in our life, Teresa, I don't know about you, that I may ignore the tools and kind of go put my head down and get on with it until yeah. somebody actually reminds me. That's so true. And yeah, yeah. It's amazing. And Teresa, what was the root cause? You say there was brain surgery, you had relationship breakdowns, but what was the root cause of you looking into these areas? Yeah, um, it was funny because after my, so I have two children, they're, um, they're 10 and 12 this weekend. So um, um, when, the, when, when, when my first child was born, I don't know why, but I had this real craving to write. And I, I am not um, in any way academic. And, you know, even in school, I was so not academic. I, I was the person that always tried to get the easy way out. Um, and um, I just had this longing to write. And even, you know, like, like with the book, The Big Hearted Way, it's almost like, it was funny my daughter was asking me yesterday why did you go writing that book and the truth is I had to write it it was one of those things I had to do so um it was almost my body needed to write the same way somebody needs to make art perhaps um and um so that's kind of what started me was I started writing and exploring and when I started writing I found myself constantly been drawn to that whole area of you know, why is there this longing in me? Why do I feel like there's a missing piece? You know, how can I fill it up? And it was just that journey of trying to fill it up with different things that weren't the right things. And, you know, trying to find my own way. Um, And again, I know I've said that about how often when I listen to other people who I would have tried to learn, you know, with this whole area, I always felt like I couldn't really connect with their message because it almost felt like, well, look, I've done the work. I'm finished now. Here's what I used. Yeah. For me, with a big hearted way, every single day, I use that process to feel, you know, to feel a sense of peace in my life. And yet, Teresa, you can still hit challenges. And oh, I think yeah. that's your message oh, that, time, yeah. you know, you, you looked at these people saying, I've been there, done that, have the T-shirt. This is all you have to do. Buy my program and you're sorted. Yes. Whereas, whereas you're saying, actually, I am still going. And as you said at the beginning, that we evolve until the day we die. Yeah. And even then we're evolving into our spirit body. But that you're learning through every process, but you're putting them into place in your daily life. For for the people that would, who is going to pick up your book? Who is going to get benefit from your book? Do you think? Well, so far, what I've seen is, um, it's 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 amazing. I thought it would be more, um, you know, you have ideas in your head as to who's going to read the book. It's been really, really mixed. It's been like whether it's men or women, whatever age they are or walk of life, it's where they have that longing for something more, or they feel like there's something missing. Or they're tired of the, you know, if you think positive, everything will go your way. They're looking for something that's more real, I guess, and something that they can actually apply to their lives and find find that that actually they can improve how they feel within themselves. You know, they can manage things like anxiety, um, maybe big decisions they have going on, um, or where they just want to find a sense of, of belonging in their own lives. Yeah. And and it's by those simple tools and techniques that you apply each and every day in your own life and through this book that they can do that. Yeah. And it's as you said, Teresa, um, there a few moments ago that, you know, you weren't the one that would be academic at school. So 
reading the book is actually very easy to read yeah. it's not complicated you're not trying to no. you know you know some of these books self-help or some of our gurus that we looked at over the years you might need to read one page three times to yeah. actually understand it but the flow of your book is beautiful oh, in the you. way um, that it's written well it's so it, it's funny because um when, when I was writing it um I was I was kicking myself a lot of the time thinking why can't you do a full long chapter I just I kept doing those they're um they're quite small sections like the book is written in you, you know um, many small sections rather than long chapters and what I've what I've it's it's something that I, I was thinking I should be doing long chapters and yet anyone who's read it has said to me they love that it's small bite sizes and it's almost like that's all I can manage to write at a time and that seems to yeah. that seems to be what also works for for the reader so so we all seem to win with that one which is good which is fantastic because like that you're taking little nuggets yeah. as you go as opposed to this big chapter and you wrote it as it was needed which is beautiful what would your one tip be for today for our listeners, Teresa, that could help, say, with anxiety, okay. that they're suffering with anxiety, especially in these times we're in, you know, our third lockdown yes. and they're just feeling. And I know you do a lot of videos on your social media pages to help people and give them tips. But for our listeners that aren't on social media, what could you recommend for them? One little tip that they can try today sitting in their kitchen. OK, so. One thing I would find is that, like, I I give myself um, half an hour every evening. And it's one thing I give myself that no matter what else is going on, that goes into the day. Now, I mean, you can pick any time of the day, the morning, the evening. Um, it can be a shorter length of time. But it's it's a moment where I take to lie, lie, lie down and just listen to the knowing in my body, because I really believe at this point that we all know what we need to do or to stop doing, or we, we all already know what we need to do. But for me, I always went asking everybody else, you know, what should I do? What decision will I make? Because I was afraid to listen to my own knowing. So when you take that time each day to just lie, even if you start with five minutes to lie down or sit down somewhere quiet where you won't be disturbed and just listen to your body without judging what comes up. Because again, I know a lot of uh, readers would have come back to me about this where, they, where they'd have said, I nearly don't want to sit with it because what if I then have to make a big decision? And yeah. I know that would have been a massive fear for me for a long time. I didn't want to sit with my own, um, in my own company because I, was a, because I knew it would come up, what I needed to do, which was at that point maybe to leave a relationship perhaps or whatever it was I needed to do. And by, by not taking the action and telling yourself there's no action to be taken here, just sit and listen to what comes up. Um, you know, and particularly with something like anxiety, very often we're jumping ahead, worrying about what's happening next, or, you know, we don't feel we have stability in our lives, which, which is a massive thing at the moment for people. And to take that moment even, and just to, just to give yourself that time to be right in that moment. Okay, and that is so simple, Teresa, when we say yeah. it. But as you said, when we sit in it, and like a half an hour is fantastic to be able to do it in, but um, even suggesting five minutes oh, to start, is, well, yeah. you know, for somebody that, that has never done it before, yeah. I know myself, even though I have a daily practice, when I'm starting back into something new or adding in, I find, oh my God, even one minute, I'm looking at the clock yeah. going, yeah. 
Oh, jeepers. And I know that's all part of it. So I love that it's sitting with the knowing, but you explained it beautifully. It's knowing what's going on in your body, on in your mind and just sitting with it. Yeah. And even before when I used to, you see, I guess I was never able to do meditation. Like, I'm not good at meditation. I remember even going to a yoga class like a good few years ago. I don't, I'm not very good at lying in silence or lying in my own company or, or just, um, you know, slow movement like that. So when yeah. I do it, I take all that pressure off myself. I don't, you know, like I don't try to quiet my mind. I, I don't try to do anything. I don't do mantras. I don't do anything. I just lie there. And if, you know, if I nod off five minutes, I nod off. I don't beat myself up over it anymore that it has to be done a certain way. It's just giving yourself the you could say the luxury of a little bit of time to get to know your soul or to meet your soul or to meet the knowing you have within you and not to judge how you do it. Gorgeous. And, and that's, I'm, I'm so delighted you explained it even more. Teresa that, you know, it's not meditation. It's not mantra. It's not movement. It, it's just your, you and your soul, which yeah. is, it's, so, it's so gorgeous that we don't know ourselves yeah. enough either to allow that to happen. And Teresa, like we meet an awful lot of people in our lives, in the work that we do and in your writings. Is there anything that in recent times or past times that touched your heart that you can tell us about that has changed the way you do things for yourself? Do you mean as in as in from from, from working with somebody or from just? Yes, from working with people or from the people that have read your book, okay. that something that you've noticed or um, how, how they've touched your heart, how you've just gone, wow, I, I didn't realize that affects people. Okay, or... okay. so I know actually there's a lovely lady um, um I've only got to know her um, again from she got the book and I knew her through Instagram. And what, what, what she has said to me is that, again, there's a part in the book where I talk about how I was constantly looking for this missing piece or constantly thinking that I needed to make something of myself or, you know, for, 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 for people to see my worth. There was this constant need to do that. And, you know, she was saying when she was reading the book, the biggest thing that she got from it was that she doesn't have to keep searching for missing piece anymore, that right now, as she is, she's fine. And it was such a lovely thing to hear somebody else, because uh, to be honest, when I was writing all of this stuff, I thought it's just me. Like Everybody else has assorted or, you know, every, everyone else is probably getting on fine. It's, you know, maybe I'm the one that's a little bit odd here that I feel I have this missing piece all of the time. And when she, you know, when, when she was able to explain back to me, actually, that's that's exactly what I have going on all of the time. And what she found from it was it allowed her to take the pressure off herself and just say, I'm fine. Maybe there is a missing piece and maybe that's OK. Amazing, isn't yeah. it? When it's reiterated back to you and you're like, oh, that's exactly what I've been doing. This is why yeah. I wrote the book. This is what I was looking for and, myself. And here it's being yeah, reiterated. And, that, and actually, that, that's the part, Margaret, that I think has got me the most. Anyone who has gotten back to me, their thing is, what they've said, the very most thing I've heard is, I felt like I was reading about myself or I felt like you were talking about me. And it's funny because, again, when I was going through all of that stuff I was going through, I felt so alone and so isolated and lost even though I have a brilliant family you know who are so supportive I it was just I felt so isolated in, in what I was going through and now for people to be reading that book and to be saying actually what you're describing it might not be the same experiences but what you're feeling is exactly how I'm feeling and what they have found is that has helped them to heal within themselves just by reading the story and it's beautiful that that your feelings that you wrote down so true and from your heart, Teresa, 
that you exposed yourself to others reading that and as you said we have great family and friends around us but these are the thoughts within ourselves these are the feelings within ourselves that make us feel alone when in actual fact most of the world yeah. feels like this and when you expose that part of your soul it allowed others yeah. to realize and I mean it was such a scary a... thing to do in many ways because there are certain topics that I brought up in in the book about sex is one particular topic that I brought up that I was really re- like every time I kind of went over the book yeah. you know I can't put this in this is way way too embarrassing I can't talk about this and yet again it's one of the areas that that is getting brought up all of the time with readers is that's the part where you know when I when I talked about how I didn't oftentimes in relationships I didn't like having sex I didn't want to it felt you know I almost resented that I had to do it and I yeah I, I mean I would never have told a friend that I, I would have been too ashamed and embarrassed to tell a friend that and yet I found myself putting it into a book and it's the very thing again that people seem to be relating to is that they say the same thing I wouldn't have spoken to a friend about that and yet I read it in the book and I can relate to it and you opening up that soul part of you, Teresa, allowing it out again, that wound yeah. opening. It's freeing in itself when you hear back others are in exactly the same position. And that is, this is a taboo. I don't think it's just in yeah. Ireland, but it is especially in our own country that it's a taboo subject. And this is a subject that more and more of us need to explore, Yeah, you know, in, in, a, in a sense that it's okay to talk yeah. about this. You know, we talk, we talk about bowel movements. We talk about every other movement yeah. in the body, except for asexual movement yeah. that, you know, is, is really important. And we're, we're told how important it is. Um, but I think because it's always been aimed into one area, um, procreation that we forget it's an expression and then if you're not feeling comfortable and if you're feeling resentful in that expression of love between two people then it's not yeah love, and it's it? interesting too because like um I mean I would hear people talk about sex and even in Ireland I, I would find we we say we're more open in in discussing it and you know we you know we joke and we talk about it way more but when it comes to the side of it there's there's one particular side of it i think that's still so hidden and so covered in shame and it's that whole area of where we're in relationships and we're doing something that we're not fully happy doing or you know there, there's almost um an agreement going on that you know if we have you know you know if we're having sex it means we're getting on or if if you do this yeah. you get that in return it's a kind of an unspoken thing and um it's an area again yeah I, I felt so uncomfortable writing about it uncomfortable in the sense of um it was something that I'd never spoken out loud about to anybody um and yeah. yet I'm finding that it's an area that that yeah we we say we're open to talking about sex but when it comes to that area I find um it's very very silent it is and it's that fear Teresa as well of exposing yeah. yourself and that we're not normal we're not yes. a happy couple etc cetera, etc cetera, when in actual fact when you're discussing it openly in a couple and sharing that you know this is what I thought life would be yes. or sexual life would be um, and it's opening it up more and more within the couple and I think by you writing it and putting it into words for others it's like okay yes. I'm not the only one so how do I yeah. approach this? Maybe that would be well, book two, Teresa. <laughs> yeah, maybe it would be book two. I think there's there's a few book, there's a few book twos going on at the moment. I think. <laughs> brilliant, yeah. brilliant, Teresa. What inspires you every day? What gives you that fire in your belly each and every day? Um, 
I don't know if I would say I have fire in my belly every day in the sense that um if I can if I can get through each day and some days feel a sense of peace I'd be happy with that some days be really excited about something I'd be happy with that some days it's just really mundane and everyday and to be happy with that so I guess what I'm trying to do is accept the day I have and if that day is a really tough day to accept that it's a tough day and not be battling and saying to myself I should be happier I should be in better form you know and then when it is a day where where things are really you know sunny and easy going to accept that and but not to be scared of oh god what if this goes on me now and then I go back to a bad day so I think yeah. that's really what I'm aiming to do more so each day is brilliant to... <laughs> I like that mantra Teresa accept the day I have yeah. I think that's yeah. beautiful um so yeah it's and it's simplicity of it's hard but it's the simplicity of I accept think so, the day yeah, I because have I guess I listen to so much of that stuff about you know um I guess you know you know to be positive to really you know force your way through the day and and it just it just didn't do me any good so I'm starting to learn that no if I can if I can find joy in the simple parts of my day you know like boiling the kettle for a cup of tea or going out for a walk or you know playing with the kids or something that 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 is enough that that exactly that that is enough and I am enough beautiful Teresa, if you were to talk to your 18-year-old self or maybe there's another age bracket, what would you tell yourself now? The biggest thing would be to trust my own knowing because so often in so many areas when, you know, I would have gone to other people for advice. What should I do? Should I do this? Should I do that? Knowing my own, I knew in my heart and my body what to do, but I was afraid to trust it. So it was almost easier to get permission from other people. So my biggest thing would be to trust that I know what the right thing is to do. And I mightn't always get it right, but to practice trusting that knowing and taking action based on that trust. Lovely. And and as you say, accept yeah. the day you have. So accept what's going on for you. That's going to be a mantra going around in my head for the day. Um, and Teresa, what's your favourite season? Oh, um, I'm... It, uh, you see, I find it hard to pick a favorite season. I've I've different things. I I love summer for the beach, winter for sitting indoors. <laughs> so those love are probably it. my two favorites. I'd have to say. Beautiful, and it is. It's all about that yeah. enjoying the outdoors and and bringing that outdoors in and enjoying it during our winter That's time. It. And the sound of the rain of the and the wind outside. It's hard to beat it. And when you live in Ireland, you have to love that. You have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> you have to yeah. embrace all weathers. I love it. And Teresa, um, obviously your book is the one that we would be looking at. But from reading other books, what what would you? What okay, would be your actually, there's a book why? that I read, um, called Broken Open by a lady called Elizabeth Lester, and I read that book. I only thought of it now when you asked me. I read that book when I would have been in a relationship, um, with with my children's um dad, and during that time, I knew that it wasn't the right you know I knew I needed to make changes and um, leave and that was the book I was reading at the time and it really you know how some book arrives in during a time in your life when you need it that that book was 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 really supportive for me good yeah, so broken open book. so we'll have to we'll have to put that on not, our yeah, list I really as love well it. and actually it's one of the books I have on my, my bookshelf now that that I that I don't you know I don't give away you know the way there's some books you pass on some books you keep that's a particular book that I hold yeah. on to. Yeah. That you're holding on to. What is your most cherished item or what is the thing that you're most grateful for in your life right now, Teresa? This sounds this sounds this sounds really my just pen and paper. <laughs> 
love it. The simplicity, I, again, that seems know, to be the funny. theme. I don't know if I would have said that 10 years ago, um, but I would have to say um, my notebook and paper, or sorry, my, my, my notebook and pen, because it's it's like even with, with writing my next book um, and with writing the last book, I'm constantly taking notes and it all comes from things I see around me. I don't read a whole lot, to be honest. I, I, I notice that when I read, it tends to take from my writing almost. So I tend to just always have a pen and notebook with me and I'll take notes of something that someone has said or an experience. And yeah. Beautiful. So it's all it's that simplicity of the pen and paper and allowing the allowing yeah. the words and the energy to flow with it. Beautiful. Teresa, what should I have asked you that I didn't know enough to ask, do you feel? Oh, you, I love your questions, Margaret. You're really getting me. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no I'm, 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 I'm really happy with the questions you've asked. I mean, I just think it, um, it's, it's, really about, it's really about helping people to find peace within their everyday and that it doesn't lie outside of themselves and it doesn't lie in, you know, a different person or in a different um achievement or different anything it's actually within us already and i know that can seem so boring and almost you know we nearly want something you know to pay for something in the hope that that will be the answer or but it is in us that's the only place we're going to find it yeah and and you know the phrase um the yeah. best things are free or this you know and it is that we i and i meet a lot of people in my work that you know, what do yes. i need to do what do i need to take it's like you need to go within you need to sit with this and you need to work through it. And and, and even, even in our own life streets that we want oh, to be able to Absolutely. pay for it sometimes. I mean, the, just am- the amount done. of times I've had a yeah. tantrum with myself where it's almost like I want somebody else to come in and do it or I want to pay somebody to do it or I want somebody else to have the answers. And, and to actually, you know, the hardest thing to do is to go within. And yet it's by far the most rewarding thing to do. Yes. and it's the cheapest <laughs> even though it might take time it's the cheapest it's the yeah. hardest it's so um, the word it's the cheapest and Teresa where can our listeners connect with you so where can they buy your book where can they connect with you to find out more about your work and the upcoming books that yeah. are in the future so um uh, so if you go to my website which is my name teresarock.com or thebigheartedway.com either one and on social media I'm at Teresa Rock author on Instagram and Facebook um I yeah those are the two that I'm on fantastic and we'll pop them into the um podcast notes oh, for our yeah, listeners to be able to do, actually, Where um, can... um, I, I'm doing a recording at the moment um of a meditation for for, for for those who maybe find it difficult to sit with themselves and um that's something that I can share with your your listeners um if they want to go fantastic so I'm, in, I'm actually in the middle of doing it as in i'm just putting the content together first so i will put it up um i will put details of it up on my social media once i have it yeah great great and teresa where it's is your book website. available um i have um it's on my, because i guess with bookshops it's quite difficult at the moment um for people to get to bookshops so mm-hmm. i've been um, um my website has been the um the main the main place where people can get it which is Brilliant, and that's Teresa Rock T H E R E S A R O C K dot com. Brilliant, Teresa. Is there anything that you would have liked to well, have asked um, me? A, a lovely question. I always think is what for you? What brings you know? What do you do to live a big heart? You know, like like what is your big hearted way, or what do you do to find peace in your life? Yes, that's a lovely question. We've just run out of time. <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> Um, I for me it's spending time okay. with 
family um you know around a big table I come from a big family uh around a big table a family being friends or or just myself and my husband or you know whoever is in our in our circle at that moment in time yes, <laughs> at yes. the moment the bubble is quite small but sharing over over the bread over yeah. food sharing uh, and talking that to me gives me more okay. solace and peace that I'm we're sharing about our day and um, but being true from ourselves and sharing across that table because that's unbeknownst to my mother and father um that's what would have done uh, and happened around our table yeah. and it would have been a busy table because there was a lot of us but there was always something for everyone and it, there was always that time for everyone to oh, hear and um to speak so yeah to me that's whether it's um, my family that I've chosen as in my friends or whether that's my family blood related and my wonderful husband has to <laughs> listen to a lot of it <laughs> but by, vice versa Isn't I would sit and, and listen to him we as well so we all have our everyone's is a little bit different you know yeah yeah, it's be- and it's beautiful to yeah, share it right. too Teresa and it, it opens people's minds Teresa I ask all my um my beautiful guests this final question what does health and happiness mean to you it's it's being at peace with where you are right now and 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 it's it's not for you know it, it's not forcing it it's, it's just finding peace right in this moment in the simplest of stuff like I was saying you know boiling the kettle for a cup of tea or in those really really simple things it's finding peace in those things and not thinking that you have to go out and achieve something or make something of yourself that, that you can actually have peace right now in this moment beautiful Teresa thank you so much thank you for joining me today and sharing with our listeners part of your life and your work in the big hearted way we'll pop all your details in the podcast notes for everybody to be able to um, pop onto your website to grab your book or to read more about thank you you, thank you Teresa so much you too health and happiness Thank you so much, Teresa, for sharing some of your day with us and taking time out of your schedule for exploring the big hearted way with our listeners. I love your concept of accept the day I have. And I know each and every one of us can try this in the coming months and see how it changes our outlook on our day ahead. To find out more about Teresa and her book, pop over to her webpage, TeresaRock.com. I'll have more information in the show notes. To find out more about what I do here at Amethyst Health, pop over to my webpage, amethysthealth.ie. Wishing you a wonderful day, health and happiness.